0: Moving on, I don't know how much I'm going to get out of this topic, because I feel like I already have some answers and they just suck, and they're just sucky answers, so I'm searching for more. I don't really know if there are any more. Thing is, I feel like I have to explain some things that are obvious, but I don't know, I just like to go in depth and elaborate and be very verbose when I don't really need to give a lot of detail. This is just. what. Moving on from relationships of different ty- of different types and different kinds. Um, so some relationships you don't really get a choice to move on from or not. You just have to. Um, the thing is, I want to explore how do you do that more effectively? How do you do it quicker, faster, better? Because moving on from relationships can mean many things. I mean, you have a relationship with somebody uh, as a family member, as a friend, as a romantic partner, as whatever, and maybe they die. You have to cope with that. You have to somehow move on with your life in a way that it's not hindering you in such an extreme weight that it prevents you from doing things. I feel like although, right now, the place I'm in isn't, (laughs) things are not preventing me necessarily from doing things, but they, are preventing me from enjoying a certain quality of life. I mean, they are preventing me from having a certain amount of, of peace and stability mentally, emotionally, you know like, if I become lethargic or whatever, that, you know prevents me from being physically active or whatever. So I feel like it is impacting my life to a degree and preventing me from doing certain things but not Preventing me from my... I don't know. I don't know what it would take for me to not be able to go to work. Or do what I need. Like, I don't know. There's a certain amount of... Go get groceries or... Running errands, menial tasks. For the most part, I've just had to buck up and just do. Like, I can't think of times where I just couldn't. Times where I didn't want to, but I was like, well, I have to. Anyway... There's obviously differences between you know, someone dying and someone breaking up with you. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're mourning the end of a relationship, that relationship is over. If you have a friend who passes away, you can no longer interact with that person and that is, that is the end of that relationship to a degree. So, some things can be similar in those aspects and some things are incredibly different. Um, here's the thing, the answer to all this to me is time. Sometimes time and space. It's kind of the same thing time with space <laughs> time away from the individual it depends on how things ended uh, you know usually if you need to move on from it it wasn't a an agreed ending sometimes you still need to move on from something that's an agreed ending because you both agree to do the right thing you will recognize that what you've been doing so far for a long time has not been the right thing that it is um, not constructive and healthy and you need to move on and sometimes that's still painful absolutely a lot easier, though, when you make that choice on, um, I guess, what do I want to say, Amic- amicable? <laughs> um, amicable grounds, when you are both equally um, making that choice together. But even if you make the choice 100% or 50% or 0%, sometimes it's not a choice you want to make or a choice that you don't want made for you. It's not the ideal, it's something that you are mourning because you maybe thought there was a lot of good there, or well, there was just a lot of good there, or, again, depending, it could have been an amazing relationship or friendship or whatever, and that person has, has died, and you have to somehow move on. Again, there's obvious differences from, you know, a romantic relationship ending, how it ended, and then also maybe somebody dying and how they died, um, because it's the other thing, I think that depending on how that person may have passed away... There could be a lot of feelings of maybe anger, or um, just different types of sadness, regret, guilt, etc. And those things can definitely happen with uh, relationships ending as well. So time and space, time with space. Uh, I recognized a while ago, 2006, (laughs) that eventually things will be okay. And that is knowledge from my mind, but not in my heart. Um, And that's what makes things difficult, because right now, Back then, let's go back then. I had extreme feelings of doom and despair and destruction and anxiety to a degree that I did not recognize necessarily as anxiety. But I didn't know how I was going to continue with just hanging out on Earth. Like I just, it was so overwhelmed. I could not foresee anything past. This is why I talked last week about living day to day, taking things day by day, because I just not foresee how, like what, like I can't. I'm, it's like getting the wind knocked out of you and having that feeling of trying to catch your breath, but for weeks on end. And at some point, I recognized, oh, this is getting slightly better, I don't feel exactly the way I did before. Therefore, things will get better. And once I had that realization, I never really let it go. But again, I know it up here, I don't know it here. So, <coughs> that makes things difficult, because I'm still feeling my feelings even though I know The things will get better with time and space. But in the meantime, there's a lot of things that can happen that can make that process a lot more difficult. Things that are in your control, because you can control a lot of things on your end. Things like choice. That is something that sometimes isn't in your control. If someone is taken away from you, if you feel that way because of a a death, then it's not really in your control as to how much more you can interact with that person and if you have a choice to bring them back, because you don't. Sometimes with the end of a romantic relationship or a friendship or whatever You also don't have a choice to bring that person back into your life or to contact them or to have conversations with them Sometimes there's a part of you that is has mixed feelings Maybe you feel like the decision that that was made was really the right decision But it really really hurts so you obviously want to reverse that decision to feel some comfort if you don't have a choice in doing that At first, it feels like it really sucks, but it is ultimately a lot easier to not have that choice because if you end up having to stick with whatever decision was made, if you have a choice to reverse things, then you have to contemplate that. That's an extra layer of complication that you don't need. If someone expresses that they want to fix things and you feel like they are beyond repair, All of a sudden you have a choice. You have a choice that you want to give someone another opportunity. You have a choice and you have to again, you have to again confront your own feelings. Because it might have been really hard to do it the first time. To confront your feelings, to understand your feelings, to realize that maybe the choice that had to be made was made. You had to do it for your own self-preservation and you did. And making that choice one time is, is hard enough as it is. Then you're confronted with these possibilities that you didn't think would be there. And these choices. And that cho- extra choices to me make me anxious. Sometimes things are really difficult. I don't know, it's it's just like... Yeah, having a lot of choice sometimes, I really enjoy the freedom of that and I like exploring it and it's fun. And sometimes, once a decision has been made and all of a sudden choices are presented after that, I really dislike it. It makes me anxious. It's not a good and fun and healthy feeling. So... That's one of those things that's not necessarily in your control when a choice is offered anyway. When there's an opportunity for a choice and you're aware of it. Someone's made you aware of it. That's not necessarily in your control. And that can hinder your ability to move on. Uh, If you have open communication with somebody and you are attempting to move on, I mean, sometimes that is a hindrance, right? Like, that is you engaging in a way that doesn't give you the time and space that you may need. And again, that's just a possibility that someone maybe has given you to communicate with them. I mean, if they're communicating back, it's a two-way street. You can, in some ways, disrespect someone by um, engaging with them when they don't want you to contact them. But you can't force someone to contact you back, necessarily. So if they are engaging with you, um, that's, that's the choice that they make. But that's one of those things that can really hinder you and prevent you from being able to do what you feel you need to do. Also, cast some doubt. And doesn't, you know, if you've got choices, if you've got these choices to try to hold on to something because it's comfortable and feels good in the moment, then you are casting doubt on the decision you made. And that prevents you from moving on. And sometimes that doubt is warranted. Sometimes people make decisions (coughs) when they're in heated states. <clears throat> and they shouldn't be making those decisions. But sometimes a lot of thought went into those decisions and a lot of heart and a lot of time and a lot of suffering or, um, I mean, just like mental anguish or <laughs> like preparation, time. Uh, sometimes those decisions take are, are very taxing and they take a lot out of you. And to have to come back to doubting that decision possibly I mean that's also just you know it has to do with strength of character and other things too not saying that doubting that decision makes you a weak person but I mean there's a lot of complex emotions there's a lot of things going on depending on how a certain relationship ends why how you know these are huge factors as to what make you feel what can make you feel a certain way I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with my battery dying. Um, But as I was saying, now that I'm out of the flow of it, I'm struggling with what to do in the meantime. What can I do other than time and space? What can I do that's in my control, right? That's what I need to focus on because that's all I can focus on. And again,. If time and space was it, and I was forced into time and space, it would be easier. It wouldn't be easy. It would just be easier because I wouldn't have choices to make, and there wouldn't be a lot I could do on my own end. Uh, I'm really bad at sitting in my emotions. Well, that's not true. I'm really bad at sitting in sadness. I can... That's the thing. Well, that's the thing. You don't need to sit in anger, you can act with anger. Uh, I mean you could. I don't know, how do you act with sadness, right? I've talked about this before, I'm really bad with sitting in sadness and a lot of reasons why that are anxiety related and circular. So it's just not a fun time for me and I still have a really hard time doing it. And I just, it's just like, well what do you do? You don't just do anything until, uh, you don't do anything and eventually you just feel less sad? Like that's not, what is the active approach? To, to that. A lot of people just say, well, you just sit... Th-. like you <laughs> There is no active approach. You just take a very passive approach and try not to push it away. So I guess you actively could be pushing it away, which is what I try to do actively by distracting myself. I don't know how to not distract myself when it comes to that. Like... I think the distraction to a degree is necessary, healthy, or just a regular, like I said, not, not, a, not an unhealthy way of coping with sadness. I think that you can distract yourself, keep busy, and that helps pass the time. But if it's not, if, if, if the time that's being passed isn't like time spent actually feeling the feelings, does it still count as time that's going to help you heal? To move on? I don't know I don't know It's a good question I just don't know what strategies There are and this is where You know some people go to counseling and stuff And like I've been to counselors before For various reasons throughout the years And various stages of my life But as an adult Um not really I mean once That I want like yeah just really once Uh and it helped me figure some things out related to my anxiety. And some approaches and things I can do. It helped me a little bit to find my anxiety better and understand that relationship more. But I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, this is where I get stuck. What do I do? What do you do to move on? What do you do when you... Other than... Ugh. That's the thing. There's choices that can be made and things that can help... If you make certain choices that are definitely not easy choices to make but are more beneficial for you, that's a thing. I understand that thing. But what else can you do other than time and space? Time and space, time and space. What can you do to assist yourself in the process of healing? I think I should stop calling it moving on, but I mean, like, I don't know what else to call it. I don't know. That has different implications for certain people. Like... I don't mean moving on to a new relationship, I just mean the, the, the ending of the relationship doesn't completely consume your heart and mind as much as it did. It doesn't completely, it's just not there 100% with you every day. Moving on in the aspect of that you can move on with your life and feel good and you aren't mourning anymore. That's where I'm at, and like I said, I didn't really know how much I would get out of, you know. I guess that's one question that I have for myself that I didn't have before, is like, you know, sitting in sadness or sitting in your feelings, if you distract yourself from that, does that add to the... Like, does that mean... Like, does that help? Like, if I distract myself... Let's say I needed a week to heal. I needed time and space for a week. Let's just say that I was just giving it an arbitrary number. Then, does that mean that distracting myself for that week means that I have zero, I have invested zero amount of time and space into the healing process? Is it like half? Or is it like full? Because it's like, that's literally the time and the space. But it's time and space not necessarily dealing with the emotion. But how do you deal with it? How do you deal with that thing? That's that's also the other question. How do you de- I, what do I do with this feeling that I have? I have talked about it with myself. I've talked about it with the other party. I feel like I feel like I understand my feelings, but I have mixed feelings. I understand that I have mixed feelings. I understand what those feelings are and I understand why I have them. But is that like what is that what does that do? What does that mean? is that, is that, is that good? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is one of those things that there's no formula to, that there's different ways that people approach it, but maybe they don't even really know that they're doing it, you know? Do you actively know that you are moving on or that you, are you actively, can you, can you actively heal? I think that you can do things so that, I, I think you can be aware that you might be doing things that make it harder on yourself, but I don't know how active you can be in that process. Um, I'm curious to know people's thoughts if they have any, just cause that's a, uh, it's a real, I mean, maybe that's a really great life skill, you know, uh, that I don't have. Maybe it's not a life skill. I don't know. I don't know anything. We'll see you one another time.